Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by Jokerback.com, the home of the underdog. Here are your hosts, Brian Contino, Dom Fierro, and Chris Morris. All righty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. Brian Contino here with Chris Morris. Dom Fierro, and I think for the first time this year, it's a victory Tuesday. All three of us with our teams having a victory in one week. Wow. I, 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 I might. Our teams are, I guess, except for Dom's. But yeah. Well, not all that impressive. <laughs> it's, uh, that's surprising. I did not even realize that. Yeah. I want to say maybe it happened one other time, but I, I don't know. Uh, this week it was definitely, I was like, okay, Packers won, Jets won, Eagles scratch one out last night. <laughs> Everybody saw that. Yeah, so. <laughs> Let I mean, me ask you guys, how, how was that game to watch from a national, you know, third-party perspective? Because I'm sitting there, like, thinking, like, who on earth is watching this game right now? Like, it, it did get exciting, but for the first three quarters, it was awful. I watched the whole game. You watched the whole game. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, were you entertained by it? I mean, in the first half, I was because Darius Slayton was going back. Oh, right. I guess, yeah. I'm only looking yeah. at it from the Eagles' perspective, so I guess it was entertaining for the, for the Giants' perspective in the first half. I was enjoying Eli Manning throwing throwing dimes. <laughs> Elite? I was, I was enjoying it. Quadouche in the second half. <sighs> well, that's why he was a backup. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we're moving on to week 15, which is crazy. Wow. Three yep. games left for each team. We'll be doing playoff picks in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Again, in yeah. late December, early January, it starts starting to get exciting. Um, last week, tough week with the tight end position across the league. I mean, Ryan Griffin went down. Mike Gesicki was nowhere to be found. I mean, Jerry Tyler Cook. Higby. Jerry Tyler Cook Higby went bananas. Yeah. Jared Cook, a, yeah, he Jared did Cook, have a good game. Jared, two touchdowns, and he got concussed. And then yep. somebody else got hurt too. Another tight end who was, uh, I forget who it was. Noah Fan had a big day too. Noah Fan had a big day. That would have been, been a good guy to have in. About time. Yeah, Kittle with the man, the beast mode run at the end, as well as a touchdown earlier in the game. All right, let's let's have this argument now. Who's the best tight end in football? I think <laughs> it's Kittle? Kittle. I think it's Kittle. I think Kelsey on talent. Probably still, but I don't know. Just with the way the team hasn't really been quite as explosive this year, I think Kittle. He just, I think he's, he sort of has taken over the Gronk mantle. It seems like is the the most comparable, physically dominant tight end in the league. I think it's Kittle too. I think Kittle's the best overall tight end because he yeah, can block clean, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah clean sweep. Some of those guys, you know. Ertz and Kelsey and them, they're not the greatest blockers in the world, but they can catch the ball, surely. Yeah, I'd have to agree and say Kittle, too. Um, all right, well, anyway, let's move on to our picks for those DraftKings lineups um, this past week. Uh, Corlin Sutton pretty much stayed even. Austin Eckler had a nice 31-some point performance for us. Ryan Tannehill went off 27.5 fantasy points for your boys. And uh, there's no way he can't be our favorite on this podcast. Dude, I mean, if you're not buying Ryan Tannehill stock at this point, I don't know <laughs> what you're doing with your life. 
The man is 6-1 and one as a starter, lighting it up every week, no matter who he's playing. As the Titans in the thick of the playoff race, with a chance to steal the division. Uh, you know, he's spreading the ball around. He's making A.J. Brown look like a stud, getting no neighbors involved. You know, looking at their, at their box score and their, you know, the guys that were putting up fantasy numbers on Sunday, like some of the, the guys he's throwing to, I don't even know who they are. Um, outside of Brown and, and Corey Davis and a couple other like Taji Sharp and John New Smith, but there's a bunch of randos out there. I mean, he's totally lighted and, and given that franchise a spark. And one of my least favorite teams in the NFL over the last couple of years is now all of a sudden one of my favorites to watch. He's done well. He's definitely done well. <laughs> Come on, Dom. You, you, you buying him yet? I know you've been, Tino and I have been trying to sell you on it. No, I mean, he's, he's done well. He's, been surprised definitely i would think he's a unanimous comeback player of the year yeah wow. but, <laughs> i don't know if uh it'd be interesting to see what happens beyond like, next year because they're talking about giving him you know a, a big contract you know to stay there for a little bit it'd be interesting to see what happens with that i'll t- i'll say that yeah um well, anyway, let let's uh, let's let's take the Tannehill stuff and and lead us into the quarterbacks. So as always, we do quarterbacks all the way through defense for our DraftKings plays. Dom, we'll start with you. Right back at you, quarterback this week, week fifteen. Who's slinging the rock? So I'm just gonna pick Drew Locke until he slows down. Um, Fifty seven hundred, it's a great price. He's done nothing but ball the last two games. Uh, it's kind of sucks that he was hurt, you know, with that broken thumb for all those games and being hurt in the preseason because he could, you know, the Broncos could be in serious position to compete by now, but now they're kind of out of it. You know, I know there's still a few games left and they're not out of it definitely, but you know, for the most part they are, but he's done well. And we were talking, just like we said before, uh, a big addition to him has been Noah uh, Font or Faint, whatever you pronounce his name. Uh, you know, when that's a guy you really want to get going, Cortland Sutton, really well uh but drew lock is taking advantage of all these pieces he has around him and his ball and i know the chief's defense is better uh they <laughs> slowed down tom brady but i don't know how much of you know tom brady slowed down himself <laughs> the way he's been playing uh, But drew lock i think is you know not you know pun intended the lock of the week <laughs> i love it I, I like drew lock man you guys are I think you guys are selling me by the day on this guy. Um, definitely looks legit. Um, he's he's got Noah Fan involved after Fan was pretty much non-existent all year as a rookie. Um, has solid receivers, uh, Sutton, Hamilton. Um, yeah, he's been spreading the ball around nice. He looks really good. He's got that offense humming right now. Um, and yeah, like you said, the Chiefs defense has looked better in recent weeks, but I'm still not totally a believer in that. I think they've played some lackluster personnel for other offensive teams. Um, the Patriots being one. So I think that, uh, I think that Locke could definitely put up big numbers again this week. Um, I'm going to stay with the, uh, with the Niner talk. Uh, I'm going to go Jimmy G 6,100, really a uh, coming of age signature moment for him last week, going into the Superdome, beating Drew Brees, outdueling Drew Brees in the shootout. Um, and what, what, what we all can agree was by far the game of the year in the NFL, just an unbelievable back and forth duel. Um, and he's got those guys on the man. I mean, he's definitely settled into a nice little thing there with Sanders and Samuel and Kittle. Um, those three guys have emerged as the top targets. They use the play action well. Um, and going up against Atlanta this week, we know how much, you know, how many yards Atlanta yields, especially to good offenses. 
Um, they're playing at home too. I, that just smells like an Atlanta, like completely disinterested going West. Your season's already over. Let's just, you know, let's just get this over with and get back on the flight and get home kind of game. Um, I think Jimmy G will put up big numbers early and often. Um, and I think at that price, it's, it's crazy to me that he's priced below guys like um, Carson Wentz, um, a few others too, like uh, even Jameis this week, who's without, you know, Mike Evans, um, Baker. Like I think some of these names that are priced ahead of him, Fitzpatrick, there's, there's no way they should be higher than, than Garoppolo this week. Yeah. I like Jimmy G this week. Um yeah, I think the Falcons are going to get blown out. I mean, the 49ers played a real tough game in Baltimore. Then they went on to play a really tough, long game in New Orleans. They're going to come back home this week, and I think they're just going to absolutely punish the Atlanta Falcons. And I think Jimmy G is going to be a big part of that. Um, Drew Locke, definitely a solid option this week. I like him. Um, Broncos offense looked looked real real good against the Texans. I mean, the Texans aren't exactly world beaters on defense, but um, Drew Locke has been consistent as you know when he came in, and uh, he look he's looking to fan a lot. Um, has trust in Corlin Sutton, so I like what they got going on there. Um, for me, I, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick here, uh, sixty two hundred. He's going up against the Giants, who had an absolute meltdown last night. On Monday Night Football in yes, the second half. <clears throat> um, so, and, I, and Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't have that good of a week this past week against the Jets, but I like for him to turn that around this week against the Giants, who are way worse than the Jets at defense. <laughs> yeah, I could see him turn it around this week, too. I mean, you know, the Giants' defense, they've been getting light, you know, they've been getting <clears throat> lit up against them all year in the secondary. Um, the Eagles just really didn't have the personnel on the outside to take advantage of that. Um, but the, but the Dolphins, I mean, hopefully, uh, Parker's playing. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Um, I think he, you know, he got concussed this past week. Um, but if he's playing, I definitely think they could, they could light up that giant secondary. Yeah. That's a, uh, <laughs> Fitzpatrick is, you know, doing exactly what he's done in the past few years when he's moving on from teams with his contract, uh, you know, he's playing well. Um, the Giants' defense just looks lost, and I expect a big game out of him. Yeah, all right. Any more quarterbacks before we move on to running backs? That's it for me. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Morris, who's carrying the rock? Number one, uh, who's been my boy for the past two years, kind of was letting me down earlier in the year with the fumbles, but Chris Carson, uh, 7,500 going up against Carolina. And Carolina is dead last in the league right now against the run been yielding gaping holes massive yardage every week Devontae Freeman who hasn't done anything all year had a good game against them last week as did Brian Hill we remember the week before when Peterson and Geis both went off against them I think they both might have had 100 yards in that game something like that um yeah Carolina's totally tanked and quit on the season um and Carson now with Penny being out for the year, which is a real bummer because he was really starting to, to come on and, and make some plays for them and have an impact. Um, Carson's definitely going to get the load of the work now. they got to make sure they don't run him into the ground. But I think this is a game where, you know, he gets going early. He puts up big numbers. Um, they'll certainly be in the red zone, I think, a good amount because they'll, be, they'll move the ball. Um, I think they'll be looking for, for a get-right game after last week's clunker, too. They'll come out firing. Um, there'll be plenty of red zone opportunities and touches for him. So I think Carson at 7,500 
it's a little pricey, but honestly, it's really not even that bad compared to some of these other top guys. I think he's worth paying that price for this week. Um, and my other guy, this is total homer pick in honor of what he did last night, saving the Philadelphia Eagles season. Boston Scott at 3,000. This little ball of fire, Darren Sproles 2.0, he looked like out there, putting the Eagles on his back. Who would have thought it? Um, had over 100 yards uh, receiving and rushing, had a touchdown. Look for that to continue. I mean, he's clearly cemented himself as part of the offense now. The Eagles, with all their injuries, the skill position players, um, he's going to play. He's going to see time. He's going to get touches. Probably red zone touches too. Um, he might even split duty, split split carries, and split time with Miles Sanders now, after how productive he was. Um, so I think he's. Uh, I'm riding the Boston Scott train, man. I might buy his jersey, and for three thousand dollars, <laughs> hammer Boston Scott all day. Yeah, two picks I do like. Uh, Chris Carson, you know, can't go wrong with him ever. Uh, runs the ball well. Like you said, the Panthers. That Panthers team is so depleted the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, they quit. And it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere the rest of the year. Maybe Mike McCarthy next year, though. Oh, boy. That's I'm, such a I'm, hire. <laughs> I'm reading into that. Uh, and Boston Scott clearly had a game of his life last night. Uh, going up against the Redskins defense where Aaron Jones just torched them, uh, you know, this past Sunday. So you don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully he see, receives a lot of playing time. Uh, but $3,000, I mean, what do you expect him? You know, anything at that point gets you money. So two guys I got this week. One is James White going up against the Bengals at 5,400. He's just told himself he's going to be the number one back this year, and that's what he's been doing. I know the Patriots offense hasn't you know, been looking too great, uh, but James White is the clear-cut number one now. I mean, Sony Michelle is pretty much evaporated in the space. Um, you know, he hasn't been able to play at all. I know it's hurt that he hasn't been in goal line a lot, but James White, the primary back, Going up against the Bengals defense, which I'll probably pick later on in in the in the, this podcast. But I was thinking that too. Yeah, exactly. Later, <laughs> uh, you know, so he's. I would expect him to put up a lot of points this week. And Patriots get you know this is their get right game. Uh, and then the other guy I got, and it's kind of been a theme for me this year, picking the guys running the rock against the Packers. Uh, so David Montgomery. I think he's going to have an awesome game against the Packers, which is sad to say. Uh, but at 5,500, his value is through the roof. Didn't have a touchdown last week against the Cowboys, but 80 yards. Uh, would expect him to have another big game. You know, his Packers defense is just – I don't know what's going on with it with the running game. Needs to get fixed, but until it gets fixed, I don't think – I think any running back going against him is going to go off. All right, so I'm going to combine – your, your you guys' picks. Um, I've got Chris Carson here and James White. Uh, I think Chris Carson has close to 30 points fantasy-wise this week. Um, like you said, Morris, no Rashad Penny, and when he gets the bulk of the carries, he's uh, he's unbelievable. He, he Once he gets going, man, he's one of the toughest backs to stop in any backfield. Um, and I think this week against Carolina, who, like you said, I think they've – ultimately given up on the season I mean they look awful they let the Redskins do whatever they wanted against them I mean they let the Falcons do whatever they wanted against them so I like Chris Carson at 7,500 he's worth every every single uh, penny this week and James White's going to catch a bunch of balls out of the backfield like you said Dom Sony Michelle is just I don't know man I don't know what happened he's 
I mean, he does even run the ball now. Uh, the last few games, James White actually ran the ball, you know, maybe ten times a game. Uh, I don't know what's gone up, gone on with him, but it's not good for him. I'll tell you that. No, definitely not. So those are my two guys. I like David Montgomery. I don't love him. Uh, for some reason, I have a feeling the Packers are gonna play well this week, and David Montgomery hasn't exactly been getting uh, a good amount of yards per carry. Um, and then on the Boston Scott side, he's he's three thousand dollars. So he's he's, he's why worth not? A, man? He's, yeah, he's worth a shot. He's definitely worth a shot this week, and uh, he looked he looked real good. He looked good, time. man. The whole the whole game changed when he started getting the ball. I mean, he was explosive. He yeah, hit the holes man. harder than Miles Sanders did, for, like every single time. It there was, was cuts and everything, like, and he only went in because Sanders cramped up and he had to go get IVs in the locker room. And then Scott went in and lighted and lit it up. Incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah, Ugh. I like. I'll just real quick. I um. I don't. I don't know if I love the James White pick as much, just because that I, that Patriot offense just. I, I don't. I can't trust it. I know he's the only guy that really, like, is reliable for Brady. Um, but even I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's going to catch passes, so I, I guess you got to put him in. And the Bengals are just, you know, they're the Bengals. So even a, a shitty offense like the Patriots, it's crazy to say that, but it is a shitty offense. Um, they should still be able to to get yards and score some points against them. Um, I just, I don't know. I think that's a little bit more risky just be just with how they've looked and, you know, on a week to be on a week to week basis, I wouldn't trust it. And I actually love the Montgomery pick. Um, I think the, you know, I think you're right, Tom. I mean, until the Packers prove otherwise, they've just been horrendous. It's been awful. I mean, Adrian Peterson, year. Adrian Peterson ran all over them on Sunday. Yeah. And I think Montgomery's definitely coming on. Um, it didn't find the end zone last week, but definitely looked good. Looked strong carrying the ball, a lot of yards after contact. Um, he's going to get, you know, probably 20 touches at least. So uh, and I kind of I I like the uh, I kind of like the Bears to to go in there and put up a fight in that game and uh, I think they're gonna have to do it on Montgomery's back. So I I do like that pick a lot. The script has flipped on Montgomery. Huh? I was real high on him earlier in the year. I think it was Dom that uh, kind of crapped on me with the David Montgomery stuff, and now, now well, you're I think, picking him. <laughs> I think now the difference is that he has a secure role in the offense. I think earlier in the year. Uh, Tariq Cohen was still the hopeful to, you know, be that guy, almost like that James White type guy, right? And he just hasn't turned into that. And David Montgomery has been running the ball really well lately. So Tariq Cohen, I'd be surprised if he's even on this team next year, honestly. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened to him. I liked Cohen last year. He just hasn't been the same guy this year. No, nah, that whole offense has just been not the same as they were last year. Um, although Mitch, Mitchy, Mitch, 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 Mitch. a little late season life for Mitch. <laughs> Did they bring him back? Now, now you gotta have the question, right? Um, There's a winning record. Like, oh, I, I don't know how that happened, but it did. On the backs of Mitch. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's let's move on to uh, the pass catchers, the wide receivers. Dom, we'll we'll start with you. Who's who's uh who's getting the ball thrown to him this week? Well, the first guy I like is Robert Woods, sixty-two hundred, going up against the Cowboys. Last two games, he's caught double-digit passes. I don't know if he's broken 100 yards. I'm assuming he has. Uh, but he's been playing really well, and I think a lot of it has to do with Jared Goff playing a lot better also and that Cooper Cup. And is Brandon Cooks back? I don't I don't even know. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not the same, but yeah. I couldn't remember if he was back or not. But it helps that those guys are, are back in the lineup. And 
you know, always have that potential to go off these, this three-headed monster they have. Uh, but Robert Woods has been showing out the last two weeks. And this Cowboys defense hasn't been the same. This Cowboys team hasn't been the same. So I'm expecting Robert Woods to, you know, have a sneaky good game. I think it's going to be a quiet 10 catches. I think this game will be tough. But I think that uh, Robert Woods gets going. And then my next pick, as soon as I can find his price, I saw it before, um, Darius Slayton going to go up against the Dolphins. Guy just does nothing but catch passes and for tons of yards and a few touchdowns a game. And I wouldn't be – I think he might be taking over the number one receiver spot in, in the near future. Uh, I know Sterling Shepard's still there, but never know with him. Uh, Golden Tate has gone, came on, but I feel like Eli Manning there is just going to hurt him. Uh, but Darius Slayton's been a one constant this year for a Giants team that's been that's sucked. Uh, you know they haven't been good at all. Uh, but he's been a one constant, and I expect him to have another big game this week against the Dolphins. Yeah, I love the Darius Slayton pick. Um, again, price really low too. What is he like? Forty seven hundred. Forty seven hundred. Yeah, kind of crazy. That is a steal. You got to consider who his quarterback is, though. I guess, but like his quarterback, I know Eli sucks, but Eli was. Throwing on the rock last night, 154 four yards, two touchdowns. It's the most yards he's had in a game this year. And he was even playing great with Jones. Um, this guy's a player, man. Um, you know, the Eagles secondary isn't very good, but he's been, he's been dusting teams left and right this year. Um, so I love that pick. And I also you saw the words right out of my mouth with, uh, with Robert Woods. Um, Dallas's defense is low-key been – I don't know if it's low-key or high-key at this point, but they've been really bad recently. Um, all the focus always goes to Jerry and to Garrett and to Dak and Zeke and the offense and everything, but their defense has been horrible recently. That's really the main reason why they've been losing games, I think. Um, yielding tons of yards, and the Rams have definitely found themselves a little bit um, been getting the running game going with Gurley, which has helped a lot. Um, sets up that play action for golf because we know that golf isn't really you know that drop back and just sling it 40, 50 times, take over the game type of quarterback. He needs that running game, he needs that play action to set it up. Um, and Woods has certainly been the beneficiary of that the last two weeks. Only two touchdowns in the air, which is crazy for Robert Woods after the last couple of years he had, but still closing in on 1,000 yard, 1, yards, surprisingly. Um, seven for 98 in the touchdown last week, and then 13 for 172 the week before, so two huge games back-to-back. Um, and I definitely like that continu- to continue against the reeling, reeling Dallas defense uh, this week. Um, my other guy I'll touch briefly on, uh, Debo Samuel who, you know, I mentioned earlier with Jimmy G, really coming on late season, um, definitely has established himself as kind of that third weapon behind Sanders and, uh, and, and Kittle in that offense. Um, they just use him in, in a multitude of ways, and Shanahan gets really creative with him. It's really fun to watch. Um, you know, 76 yards last week, had a couple big carries to 33 yards rushing, um, found the end zone each of the two weeks before that, so – He's a big play waiting to happen, and, you know, like we said, Atlanta's going to be looking to get out of Dodge the second that game starts. So I think you'll be, you'll be seeing the Niners, multiple players just run, run wild against that defense, and I think Samuel's going to be one of them. Yeah, tons of good options this week. I love Dio Samuel. Um, I love Darius Slayton. Those are two guys that I've been high on since, since middle of the season to, uh, to now. Um, both been really productive for their teams. Um, Samuel really stepped up for the 49ers when Emmanuel Sanders was hurt and they, they realized what they had in Debo Samuel and he's, he's been awesome. Uh, he's really good on the end of rounds too. Like you touched on Morris. So 
they'll they'll find ways to get him the ball. He runs the ball like a damn running back once he gets it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a jet. Yeah, he's yeah he's real fast and he's physical. Um, I have a guy here. I have a couple guys here that I like. Um, Danny Amendola, just because he'll be the number two option against Tampa Bay because Marvin Jones is out for the year, um, and I like his price at forty one hundred. So. In a PPR format like this, I feel like he's going to get upwards of seven or eight targets, and you just got to see what he does with them. Um, they're at home against Tampa Bay, which which definitely helps there. Jarvis Landry, sixty seven hundred against Arizona, who's, I mean, just awful against wide receivers and in the passing game in general. They're thirty second in passing yards allowed per game. I think Jarvis Landry has a big day this week, and this one's a little sketchy. But I just love the player, Terry McLaurin, in fifty three hundred against Philly. Not sure what you guys yeah. think. I I I, I kinda yeah. like McLaurin. Um I'd be more worried about you know than his ability. Um is that if Dwayne Haskins is gonna be healthy yeah. enough to, you know, get him the ball because he did not look good on uh Sunday of moving around and whatnot. And I think it's gonna be tough if he can't move. To did he, did he go out with an injury? What was his injury? No, he he got rolled over. Both ankles got rolled over. Oh. Um, but he had sprained. I believe it was the right ankle. Uh, was definitely sprained, but he played. But, I mean, the Packers went, got, were going after him, and he could not get – you know, he just yeah. couldn't move. Um, right. You know, good for him for toughing it out. I was, you know, it was nice to see a guy, you know, not go down to injury and not play. But he had a tough time after that trying to – you know, move the ball, which also played in part why Adrian Peterson, you know, did play so well because uh, they ran the ball a ton in the second half. Yeah, I um, Anandola would scare me a little bit just because I don't know what the hell's going on in Detroit. I know that, yeah, Marvin Jones got hurt. Um, somebody's got to catch passes. Um, and David Blau, Blow, whatever the hell his name is, he'll probably be better at home. Um, he looked good on Thanksgiving, looked bad last week. Um, so that's a possibility, but just for someone that hasn't really done anything all year, um, I'm a little questionable about, but I do like the McLaren pick, um, burst onto the scene week one against the Eagles. Um, that was really his coming out party when people first started to, to realize who he was or, you know, knew anything about him. Um, you know, and at 5,300, I think that's a good price. Um, hasn't been, yeah, you know, the Dwayne Haskins thing I think has hurt him. He was certainly better with Keenum, you know, more season. Um, you know, veteran quarterback who can throw the ball downfield and understands kind of timing and coverages. Um, but did have a touchdown last week, found the end zone again after having, you know, I think like eight games in a row or something without one. Um, but he did torch the Eagles back in week one, over 100 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, with, with how the Eagles looked last night, you know, with Ronald Darby getting dusted up and down the field, you know the Redskins are going to take some shots. So, I would think McLaurin would, would get loose at least once against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a pretty pick just because it's a Redskins player, but uh, yeah. I mean just his talent. I mean the catch he the touchdown catch he had was unbelievable. He jumped up, the passes behind him, he secured it with his left hand. I mean brought it down to his right. It was it was an unreal catch. He's super talented. I can't believe he was like the number three option in at Ohio State. <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's crazy, man. That that school really, like, I feel like they produce more, you know, stud pros than than anyone. It seems like, you know, who was who, so he was behind Paris Campbell, and who else at Ohio State? 
uh, I don't know. I have no clue. No, no, yeah. But it was definitely, yeah, Paris Campbell was definitely one of them. Uh, he was the one, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, um, there, we have, I think there's a lot of receiver options this week where you don't have to pay too high. And then you got to pay, you got to pay for Chris Carson this week, I believe, at running back. And then you probably have to snag, you know, either McCaffrey or Derrick Henry as well running back to balance everything out but i think there's a lot of options in the middle to lower tier at receiver um more than there has been in the in the recent weeks yeah certainly um there's plenty of options and i like the uh we didn't really talk about the guys that pay up on running backs but there there's a couple of them carson i guess being one derrick henry possibly being another um so i think there's plenty of buy buy low options at receiver yeah, absolutely. Yeah, receivers that position that you really work into. I mean, especially at this point in the year where there's no one who's really, you know, at the receiver position, there's tons of good options. But at the running back position, you have to go with the guy who's higher priced. Yeah, they're starting to dwindle a little bit due to injuries and just, I mean, teams sucking. Like Saquon Barkley has just been so relevant this year. Yeah. In so the fantasy realm of things, which is so many injuries bummer. that felt like this week just in the NFL. I feel like everyone got hurt. Like yeah, I mean, big time players. It's that time of the year, man. Calvin Calvin Ridley's out for the year. Yeah, Mike Evans, Marvin Mike Jones. Evans. I mean, there's a ton of guys. That's just to name a few. There was, I know, there were others too that got hurt. Well, there's also a lot of guys too who get hurt, and what's the point of playing them? You know? Yeah, no, there's some. There's some on bad teams. That's true. Yeah, definitely true. Yeah, well, anyway, all right, let's move on to to tight ends. Um, who are we at? Are we at uh, Dom, you, tight ends? I'm going to go with Jim, I'm gonna go with Jimmy go Graham. Go for it, Dom. Jimmy Graham at uh, 3,600. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that week one uh, trip to Chicago for the Packers had that Thursday night game, but played well that game. Um, and then after that, threw up a bunch of zeros and then played well and then threw up a bunch of zeros and then played well. Uh, and currently is on that. I haven't been playing great, but he had a decent game last week against the Redskins, and I think he's going to be a valuable part of this Packers offense uh, come this week against the Bears, especially if no one can get open. Um, but other than that, 3,600 for Jimmy Graham, you're hoping for four catches for 50 yards, 60 yards, and maybe a touchdown. So there's really – I mean, the tight end position has been awful this year, but I'm rolling with Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy Graham. I want to believe, but he just looks – he looks he looks like he falls over himself like more than anyone I've ever seen too, right? Like he just looks – Well, yeah, he catch, catches the ball and then – We'll take three steps. What happened to him? Like he was so good, and he really fell off hard. Like he was pretty irrelevant in Seattle, and well, he was hurt for a while. Yes, but like it's really one of the more rapid falls from stardom that yeah. I can remember. Like he was, he was like the best tight end in the league for a couple of years in New Orleans, and then they got rid of him, and he just kind of was irrelevant ever since then. The league has a funny way of catching up with you after a few years. Uh, yeah. Which is what I think you. I'm hoping you don't see with Lamar Jackson because I think he's a great yeah. talent. But I'm kind of scared that at some point they're going to figure it out and he's going to have to change his game a little bit. Me too. That's uh, that's the one thing I'm worried right about. Yeah. I wish. He, I hope he doesn't. I love watching him play, but I'm afraid of that for him. Agreed. Just with injuries, because you know he's going to he's inevitably going to take a lot of hits. You know, being almost a running back style quarterback. 
and also just, you know, with, with the style of offense that they run um, some, you know, you give coordinators an entire off season, they'll, they'll give them some new wrinkles next year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my tight end this week, also going to the bottom of the barrel, Darren Fells for the Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> not sure why, man, just kind of a gut feel on this one. He's got seven touchdowns on the year. So that's one positive point too. Surprisingly seven touchdowns. Um, Coming off of a big clunker, though, last week, just two points, two catches, two yards in what was one of the ugliest performances for any team this year, the Texans against the Broncos. Um, had a touchdown the week before, really not much a couple weeks before that. So I'm going back to early season success here when he was really good. Um, I just think this is a matchup they can take advantage of. Um, you know, division game, it's a really important game. Um, Tennessee's defense has been a lot better recently, but there's one thing they're not great at. It's covering tight ends. Um, and with the options just looking scarce around the entire league, um, I think Fells could could have a chance to bust out this week or at least at the very worst catch a, uh, catch a, red, catch a red zone touchdown. Ooh, yeah, it's rough at the position, huh? Yeah. You should just pay up. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm looking at right now uh, – I want to play David and Joku so badly. Uh, he's a waste. He's bad. Yeah, he he's stinks. Good. I know. Yeah, but they're awful. going up against the Cardinals. I just want to play him so badly because the Cardinals <laughs> stink against tight ends. But it's just I would, so hard. Ricky Seals Jones, maybe. He he kind of just doesn't really play anymore, though, since Joku came back, which I don't really understand because I thought he was better. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right. So my pick will be if Gerald Everett does not play, it will be Tyler Higby again. Um, I mean, 3,900. I mean, he's got 100 yards receiving in two straight games, which is unbelievable. He's got 19 targets in the last two games. I mean, like, why weren't they throwing him the ball earlier in the year? <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what happened. Um, but no, he's looked good in, in the last two weeks that he's come on as the starting tight end. And uh, I think the Rams moved the ball well against Dallas this week. So give me a little. Rams tight end action, whichever one it is. <laughs> I like it. Rams have discovered themselves. They they look like they're on track again. Maybe a little too late though for them, but they do yeah. look like they're on track. Oh, we'll see. They'll they're gonna mix things up, man. It's gonna be annoying. Possible. It's gonna come down to the end in that NFC uh, wild card picture. No, oh, absolutely. All right, um, let's move on from that ugly position to the ugliest position. Oh. Defense, I'm going to start, uh, and I think Dom and I might have the same pick. The Cincinnati Bengals, $1,800 against the, the New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, that's all I got to say about it. I yeah, love I mean, it. There's I'm, something I'm else to say. Let's, let's clean sweep it. Wow. The clean, that's, that might be a first. The Patriots offense is horrible, man. Like, it's it's – Reach beyond the point of oh you know, you know they're struggling. You know, mixing some new receivers. Brady will find it. He always does. Like, you know, you're 13 games in. You kind of just you are what you are at some point. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. It's more it's more on the the Pats offense than it is the Bengals defense. And yeah, you know, the Bengals defense. Let's say they get you five fantasy points. Okay, I'm I'm settled with that. I paid eighteen hundred dollars, and I'm going to get five fantasy points. I'm down. Yeah, a couple picks last week against Baker. Probably won't have the same turnover luck, but um, I could see them holding the Patriots to a low point total. You 
low yardage total. Um, and maybe a turnover in there. Yeah. Well, it ain't pretty, but saves you a whole lot of money in the, in your lineup. So let's go Bengals. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're uh, in consensus on that, Amen. but here we go. All right. That concludes our uh, DraftKings plays for the week. We'll move on to picks against the spread. And we'll start with Thursday night football. The Jets travel to Baltimore to face the 11-2 Ravens. On Thursday night football, the Ravens are 14.5-point favorites here. (sighs) Gotta go, Ravens. Jets are just, you know, they're the Jets. They've they've played better recently, but I think they're they're running into a buzzsaw here. Well, Le'Veon Bell bowled to 251 the other day. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh, that's the best thing I saw all day. So, if there's any magic left in that, you know, those feet of his when he's going bowling, he's got to be this week. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I will be at the game. So, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Cover the 14 and a half by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> it's going to be so ugly, probably. You might as well just take them. If you're going to take them with the points, you might as well just take them to upset the Ravens. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I feel like I'll keep my money in my pocket in that one. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to Sunday, 1 o'clock. Patriots at the Bengals. The Patriots are nine and a half point favorites. I want to go with the Bengals. We just we just uh, outlined or you know outlined this this defensive matchup. Um, I don't think they win, but I think they cover. The Patriots aren't blowing the doors off of anybody these days. I don't care who you are. I know the Bengals suck, but I think the Pats win. But the Bengals cover. I agree. Uh, Bengals cover. Pats win. Clean sweep. Bengals. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Moving on to. The Bucks at the Lions. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites on the road in Detroit. Um, I think the Lions finally get off the Schneid. Bucks, no, no, uh, Mike Evans out for the year. Jameis, um, Jameis has the chance to become the first thirty for thirty quarterback in NFL history. I don't know if you guys were aware. <laughs> thirty touchdowns. 30 interceptions. I think he's currently at 26 and 23, something like that. So it is in play. Um, and I am really hoping that hits. So um, I, I'm going to go with the Lions. I think they get off the Schneid at home. I think they, uh, they get the win. The Lions are just too depleted for me to pick them. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bucks too, man. Looking at a 500 record after the week. They're six and seven right now. Um, moving on to a really good football game. One o'clock, the bears at the Packers Packers are four and a half point favorites. Dom will slide your way this time. Well, Packers cover this and win this game. Uh, they need to win it because the Vikings are right there creeping up in front of you. Currently a two seed and the Packers are, they need to get going on offense. <laughs> I, I can't watch them just, not put together complete games anymore. Um, other than that, I mean, the game against the Bears week one was ugly. I expect a much different game this time around. I think the Bears are actually getting going a little bit and you're catching them at the wrong time. But I think the, the Packers win 
I'm going to go by the Packers one by a touchdown here. I think it's a late touchdown that puts it away. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling the Bears in this one, honestly. Um, I think the Bears, you know, they, that week one game was obviously atrocious. But uh, I don't know. I think, you know, these division games, you know, no matter the records, you kind of just throw them out. They're weird. Um, I kind of I, just the Packers haven't impressed me, man. I know that they're you know they're they're winning games. It's still Rodgers, but they just haven't really passed the eye test for me. Um, and the Bears are playing a lot better recently. Um, I think the Bears go in there and they actually win the game in Lambeau. Wow. Sorry, wow. I, I, I am wow. I'm, I'm picking the upset this week. I think it happens. Man, all those times I picked the Eagles for you. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell gonna, it like it is, man. You're just gonna do me like that. Gotta wow. tell it like it is. I, you know, I, I love Rodgers. I've been a Rodgers guy, you know, his whole career. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it. But I just, I don't know, not feeling it with that team right now. I think that they, uh, it's, it might be better get the loss out of your system before going in the playoffs because they're they're treading water right now. They, uh, I don't think they're, they're treading they're, water. They're, they haven't that put was, together. They, just, they don't put it all together, though. It's they, not really that impressive. They played a complete game against the Giants. They've beaten some good teams this year. And the Chiefs, I mean, no, it was no Mahomes, but they beat them. They played complete games. I mean, the Eagles game, when they played, even though they lost, they put up a ton of points. Uh, the Vikings game was a good one for them. I mean, they played some tough teams, and they've won games that they've had to grit out, but – I don't think this team. I mean, I'll take winning ugly over losing any day of the week. I feel I'm like going to roll with the Packers. Uh, I'm with you, Dom. I think they win by by a touchdown here um, late in the game. Um, Alan Lazard, low-key hero this week. Ooh. If, he, that's, if he's the hero, I'm getting his jersey. <laughs> and then he'll be released and cut in training camp. Absolutely. Uh, usually that's how it works. All right, let's move on to – Ooh, arguably one of the games of the week, the Texans at the Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Ooh, I, I can't go against our boy Tannehill, right? I mean, this is, you know, it's for all the marbles here. AFC South division on the line. Um, they played twice, actually, in the last three weeks, which is pretty exciting. Um, I think the Titans are just rolling right now. They're the hotter team. Texans coming off a brutal loss. The Texans could maybe get them when they play in Houston week 17. But for this week, I'm, uh, I'm rolling with the Titans, man. I think they win in the cover. I'm also rolling with the Titans. Uh, the Texans are a completely different team away from home. It doesn't seem like they like playing away from you know, Houston. So I'm going to go Titans. Yeah, the Texans are going to remember the night they play the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie quote. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, Titans. I think Titans win, and I think they win uh, not handily, but I think they outplay the Texans um, by a good margin, and uh, they take the lead in the division, and then they'll they'll meet again in Week 17. So, some good stuff right there. Uh, moving on to another divisional matchup, we got the Broncos traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs are ten point favorites. Um, this seems a little high to me. I'm going to go with Denver, man. They've been playing really well recently. Uh, I'm on the true lock train with you guys. Um, I think that's a team that's definitely a little bit better than their record, too. Um, they had some brutal losses early in the year. I think Flacco probably cost them some games, too. 
the Chiefs are also just haven't quite looked the same to me. Um, they kind of get up early, then they coast. They don't really move the ball in the second half. Andy just just dying to give the give games away a million different ways, and they somehow hold on in the end. And I suspect that'll happen again. They'll probably win, but they will not cover the ten points. Man, uh, I'm going Broncos here. I think, like I said, like you said, Morris, like the Chiefs win, but the Broncos cover this definitely. Clean sweep, Drew Lock season. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right. Now, here's the actual game of the week. The Dolphins at the Giants. The Giant, the Giants are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, God. Um, you know what? Actually, no. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover, but the Giants will win a squeaker somehow. This will be like a one- or two-point game. Giants win, but they don't cover. Jeez. <laughs> Giants so I'll take the win. Dolphins plus three and a half then. <laughs> I'm taking the Dolphins to win and cover and whatever else you would like because I think they're <laughs> have their way with the Giants. Yeah, I got the Dolphins, man. Three and a half, man. That's it's a lot of points to give that up. Is <laughs> that is crazy. For a team that's lost nine in a row. And the Dolphins are not even like like I wouldn't go as far to say as what Doug Peterson said last week. They're a good team, but they are somewhat competitive and they've been more competitive than the Giants, so yeah, no, absolutely. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has his way this week on Sunday. Yeah. All right, moving on to NFC East Divisional Clash here. Morris, your Eagles travel to the nation's capital or just outside of it to face <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites here, Morris. My revived Philadelphia Eagles. Out of nowhere, Boston Scott saving the season. Um Going down to my dad is the biggest piece of shit dump stadium in America, FedEx Field. Um, very glad I will not be attending. Um, but I, God, I, you know, the Eagles against the spread are just brutal. Um, I do think they'll win the game because they're playing for a lot more. You know, rookie quarterback Schwartz tends to do well against those guys, those kind of guys. Um, they'll probably hit Haskins a bunch. They'll sack them. Probably another grind on offense. Redskins defense is playing better. Um, get the ball to Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, utilize the tight ends, Ertz and Goddard. It's going to be that same old kind of story. Ugly NFCs, two not very good teams. One's just worse than the other. I think the Eagles win, and you know what? I'm going to say they cover. I think they win by about a touchdown, like 20-13, 23-16 type, something like that. Yeah, I think the Eagles cover this no problem. I'm not going to say no problem after. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say no problem. Their Watching performance the last night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, revived, like you said. Revived, so, yes, but not back on track to, to just comfortably win over anybody. Going to go, going to go host the Seahawks, Niners, or Vikings. Oh man, you know I'm, you know I'm thinking about it already. A couple weeks from now. Uh, I am going to take the Eagles to cover though, four and a half. That's, uh, I like that bet right there. Um, all right, moving on to the Seahawks at the Panthers. The Seahawks are five and a half point favorites on the road here. Wow. Um, yeah, I got to go Seattle. Carolina's melded in. Um, Seahawks coming off a bad loss. They'll come out with some juice. Looking to rebound from that. They're going to put up a ton of points, so I'll go with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going Seattle also. 
I'm going to take the Panthers to cover just because Seattle traveling from West Coast to East Coast. And I just, for a one o'clock game, it just seems sketchy to me. I don't know why. That's um, <laughs> I don't think their defense will play well. Um, moving on to Jaguars at the Oakland Raiders. What a doozy of a football game here. The Raiders are six and a half point favorites at home against Jacksonville. Um, oh, other high spread for the Oakland Raiders who were horrendous in recent weeks, but their counterpart is arguably the worst team in the end. God, so many teams are just like looking like they've quit on the season, you know, weeks ago. Jacksonville just gets obliterated every week. Um, oh boy, who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> anybody want to go first here? As I have no fucking clue. I'm gonna take the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do not think the Raiders are good. Jack's uh, horrible, too. Oh, my God. I almost refuse to bet this. Um, yeah, this sucks. I'll take the Raiders just because. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders, I guess, too. They've got a little offensive firepower. Maybe Jacobs comes back. Um, I'll take the Raiders, sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Staying away from Yeah, that. this is horrible. I don't want to watch a second of this, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, moving on to another 4 o'clock game. We got the Browns at the Arizona Cardinals, who just seemed to completely fall apart. Um, the Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, too. Give me the Cardinals. I'm, I feel like I've been picking the Cardinals every week on this podcast, and they usually let me down somehow. I took their defense for crying out loud last week. Um, I thought they were going to beat the Steelers. They gave them a fight, um, but they self-destructed in the end. Uh, I just believe in like the Kyler Murray, um, Cliff Kingsbury duo more than the Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens combo, um, and all the Odell noise, negative noise that's coming out of Cleveland. I think this this just smells of a of a uh, Cardinals upset win at home. Browns going west. Um, I'll uh, I'll go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. Also, that Brown team's that team has imploded. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long, but it has imploded. I'm going to take the Browns just to be different. <laughs> you uh, <need> man. <laughs> all right, moving on to what could end up being a sneaky good game here. The Vikings at the Chargers. They have the Minnesota Vikings as two and a half point favorites here. Um, yeah, this is a sneaky game. Chargers starting to they look better last week. Put up a ton of points and yards. That was the Jags, but Still capable of having, you know, an offensive, you know, outburst with those receivers and running backs that they have. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings in actually a pretty entertaining, high-scoring game. Uh, I just think the Vikings are a little bit better. So, the the Vikings will win and will cover. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. I know that hurt. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you could hear it in his I can voice. Hear, oh, do I? Yeah, I, I guess I have to. <laughs> uh, I am also going to take the Vikings. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook, big day. Feel it coming. Also needed for fantasy. Um, all right, moving on to 425 slot. This game will probably be on the television. Uh, Rams at the Cowboys. The Rams are one-point favorites, so basically a pick them here. Um, 
Dallas is just I'm I'm waiting for them to completely throw in the towel. Not that they haven't already, kinda. Um and last night actually makes me think the Eagles are gonna win this division somehow. I, I couldn't believe it, you know, up until they finally came back and won a game because as for as bad as Dallas has been, the Eagles had showed no signs of life. Um I think the Rams are gonna win. I think Dallas' defense, like we said, has just been awful recently. They're dying to throw in the towel. They know that their coach is getting fired. Um, it doesn't matter how much talent they have. So uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're going to Dallas and win. I'm also going to go with the Rams. Uh, for all the reasons Morris said and the Cowboys, I want to see them lose the division after losing to all these bad teams. I'm going to take the Rams, but I have this weird feeling that the Cowboys are going to win and this NFC East division thing, it's just going to be so annoying. <laughs> well, even if Dallas loses, like it's still going to be on the line. Oh. The Eagles and Cowboys play in two weeks. It's just so annoying. Yeah. It's going to be like six and eight. It could be six and eight versus six and eight for the division. <laughs> My goodness gracious. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, to the Falcons at the 49ers. We, we talked about this game a lot already. Um, the 49ers are 11-point favorites at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners to cover that, too. Um, I would worry a little bit about their defense. Um, hasn't been as good recently. Got torched, obviously, last week. That is the Saints and Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and all those studs. Um, but they also Richard Sherman going down for a couple weeks. Seems like he might not be back until the playoffs. So I would worry a little bit about that, although uh, Calvin Ridley's hurt too, so Atlanta might not be able to exploit that as much. Um, but, like, yeah, like we said, the Niners are going to score a ton, so I think the uh, I think they'll cover. I will also be going with the 49ers here. Um, I just don't think there's any stopping them right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, Debo Samuel, big day. Big day from him. All right. Sunday night football got flexed to here. Bills at the Steelers. Oh, I don't like the Steelers are two point favorites against the Buffalo oh. Bills. No respect. <laughs> they haven't got no respect, respect all for year. The Bills, man. All year. It's uh, been... I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think the uh I don't know who's better. These are two very similar teams to me. Kind of defense, gritty, you don't know what the hell you're gonna get week in and week out, but they somehow win games. Um after Josh Allen, it looked good for a nice little stretch there. He kind of came back down to earth and looked poor against the Ravens on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers in an ugly grinder you know, in prime time that probably won't be very aesthetically pleasing, but I'm going to think the Steelers pull it out in the cover. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going with Josh Allen and the Bills, man. Low-key, my second favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key. Yeah. Love Josh Allen, man. Love Josh Allen. I, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him, man. You know? No, I like him. He, no he, respect. No, I hear you. He, uh, and he, he strung together some good games. They had the signature win on Thanksgiving in Dallas. Um, just last week was kind of a comeback to reality type of game. They, they, they looked pretty bad on offense. Yeah, they didn't look good, but Josh Allen got banged up early, and who else are going to put in quarterback? So yeah. just grinded it out with him. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I, I like their defense. I think their defense is all over the Steelers' offense. I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball at all. So, I like the Bills. Um, all right. 
let's move on to the final game of week 15. We've got the Colts traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints, and the Saints are nine-point favorites at home. Uh, Saints. I think the, the Colts. I like the Colts, too, but they've just had so many injuries. Tough to overcome at this point. Um, I think the Saints win, and they, and they cover at home. Yeah, I think the Saints covered this. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints, and I will be watching this game most definitely on mute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was one good thing about being there last night was I was spared three and a half hours of, of Joe and Booger. I did hear Joe's uh, call, though. Uh, you know, for the for the Eagles on the game winning touchdowns, he said eat a W, Philly, something like that. I was like, all right, Jameis. He loves to eat a W. Eat a W, man. He is. He, I think he's even worse than Booger. Like he's just cringeworthy when he gets excited. It's like, calm down, dude. No, yeah, he definitely got beat up in middle school, right? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like he's just awkward. It, it kind of freaks me out. Like Booger, like like I said, Booger at least like can articulate football. Like you can tell he's smart. He just, like, doesn't deliver it, and he kind of just says things just to say things sometimes, I think, to just fill the gaps. Um, but, like, he, he, I think he does know football. He just doesn't belong in, like, a primetime broadcast booth yet. He belongs, you know, doing the Cardinals-Bucks game uh, at 1 o'clock on Fox. Like, he's not worse than Charles Davis or Gerald, Daryl Johnston or some of these other scrubs that got announced in games. He just shouldn't I'm, be in primetime. Don't. Don't ever talk about Daryl Johnson like that again. Daryl Johnson's no good either. I love, he used to do he used to do a Packers game every week. And yeah, I, I, I guess he's sorry. Charles Davis is the worst one. That guy's horrible. I'll take him. I'll take Char. You don't like Charlie Davis? Charles Davis stinks. You don't man. like him? He is awful. Oh, uh, he he states the obvious like like no other. You you must like Marv Albert and Tiki Barber then. No, that's that. I do not like that either. Tiki is horrendous, and Marv is like. I mean, I love Marv, but you know, God forbid, it's, it's time to go to go to the grave now. Marv, hundred years old. Yeah, the best is when Marv does basketball. And, you know, he goes, "Oh, Curry for three, yes!" And it's like an eighteen footer, and then as they're going back down court, he's like, "Oh, they're calling it a two now." It's like, "Oh no, Marv, it was a two the whole time. Your eyes just are failing you at this point." All right, Morris. All right. All right. right. A little more Albert, man. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, all right. And that that concludes this week's edition of the Sticky Place podcast. Want to remind you to visit jokermag.com, the home of the underdog, as well as follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky. Follow uh, JokerMag on Twitter at JokerMagHQ. Um, Go subscribe to the Hustle Motivate podcast by Tyler O'Shea. You should find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your media. And we will see you next week. Good luck setting your lineups. Mm-hmm.